0: Welcome back, everyone, the One Way Cross Ministry. Glad for everyone who's in here and glad for everyone who's out there watching. Uh, you can go ahead and start turning to John chapter 10, verses uh, 7 through 11. That's where we're going to be this morning. And uh, as you're turning there, just a few announcements. Remember, guys, every Sunday at 10 o'clock, here at 276 James Asbury Drive, Northeast. West. Northwest. Northwest. Sorry, I always say Northeast. Northwest. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> we are located here in Cleveland, Tennessee, off of Paul Huff Parkway. And for anyone out there watching or or listening, if you live in the greater Cleveland area or in the surrounding area, if you don't have a home church, I encourage you, come on out to us because this is a church that is worth the drive. It's not because of who we are, but it's because of the message that's being preached here. Because no matter who's behind this pulpit, the same message will always be preached, the cross of Jesus Christ. Because, again, this message is the only message that's going to reach this backsliding church, that's going, to cause, that's going to allow God to move the way He wants to, because it is that law of spirit and life. And it's the only way that you're going to truly grow in Christ is by being in a ministry that is truly preaching the message of the cross. Hallelujah. And you know, remember, every Wednesday as well at 6 o'clock is our weekly Bible study. And as we're going through the book of Galatians, and we're going to be concluding chapter 4 next Wednesday, but, you know, as well, uh, again, for tithes and offerings, you can send it to that address. zip code is one one two. One two. And like usual, uh, does anyone have any prayer requests before we uh, open up in service? I know, keep praying for your Pakistani ministry. Be praying for your family, your parents. You know, anything else? Any more prayer requests? Keep us from getting sick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um yeah, that does remind me. Be praying for brother brother Curtis. Yeah. Um I don't know I don't know how he's doing. Um uh, I know they had to cancel their meetings with the Rose and Stearns, which I hate that, you know, they're great ministers, great preachers of the cross. Um, but be praying for him that you know God's really gonna touch him, that he's really gonna heal him. Because you know what? No sickness can stand in the presence of God, no sickness can stand before the cross because he is our healer, hallelujah. You know, remember, keep praying for our church. Keep praying for our church family. And uh, be praying for all the cross-preaching preachers across this country that we don't lose that fire, that we keep preaching on the cross. You know, and, you know, keep praying for our country and, you know, things like that. And uh, that's it. Will you stand with me? And we'll open up in a word of prayer. Father, we just come before you today, God, this morning. Father, we want to thank you once again for you allowing us to gather in, once again to gather together, Father, with like-minded believers who believe the same message, Father. Father, because it is a blessing to be in fellowship, Father, with believers, with brothers and sisters in you, Father, that believe the same message, because Father, it is an encouragement to know that we're not the only ones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father, because, Father, you have a remnant that you've, oh my God, that you've selected, that you've set aside, Father, to work through in these last days because again this is the only message that you've always been preaching you've always been speaking through Christ father we find that in Hebrews you've always been speaking through Christ and what he's done for us at Calvary and father you're setting aside a people who believes this message to where we can be your mouthpiece to father to preach this message to Cleveland to preach it to Tennessee to preach it to America and to preach it to this world and father right now I'm praying for every cross preaching preacher for every cross-believing believer, Father, that you would not let them lose the fire, Father, of the cross. That you continue to grow the fire. That you continue to fan it, Father. That they will not compromise. That they will not quit. I know that in these last days it's getting hard. It's going to be hard, Father, to keep believing. But I'm asking that you keep encouraging them. That you keep helping us to have our oils filled. Our lamps, tr- oh my Lord, our lamps ready. Our wicks trimmed awaiting for your coming. But until then, help us to keep preaching the message. They keep picking up the bloodstained banner and preaching on the message of the cross. I'm praying for Brother Scotty. I'm praying for Brother Curtis. I'm praying for Brother Voss and every cross preaching preacher out there. Andrew, Jonathan, Kirk that you continue to encourage them that you continue to grow them in this message that they will not quit. That they will not back down but they'll continue to reach their cities, reach their states and reach this country and this world for the sake of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I'm praying that this church will not stop preaching the cross. That we will not back down to the religious hierarchy in this city. That we will penetrate the darkness Father. That we will see a harvest in this city. We will see a harvest in East Tennessee Father. In all of Tennessee. For the sake of you Father. And it's only going to come by the preaching. By the teaching of the cross. Grow this church by the preaching and the teaching of the cross. Father and add more to this remnant in this city. Add more to this city, Father, that's going to truly believe the way of Calvary, Father. Because, Lord, who has believed our report? Who has believed the report of you, Father? That preaching of the gospel, the preaching of the cross. Hallelujah. And, Father, I'm praying for Brother Curtis father, that you would touch him, that you would heal him right now from COVID, father, that it would leave his body, father, and that he would not be ailed by it no more, that he's going to get back that next Sunday, he's going to be preaching, father, he's going to be preaching your word, father, in all righteousness, we're believing for his healing, father, we're praying, father, hallelujah, for Colton, we're praying for brother Ian, that you touch them from the stomach problems, that you'd heal them from those problems, we're praying for sister Patty Black, that you'd heal her from Lyme disease, father, we're praying for brother Rick, that you'd heal him, and that you'd heal his, yes. his helper, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Father, I'm praying for everyone out there watching who is sick in body, sick in mind, whatever the need is, that you would heal them, that you would touch them. Yes. They're struggling yes. financially, yes. Father, that you provide the funds through the cross, Father, yes. and you'd show everyone, every member out there watching, Father, in here, that their answer is found only in Christ. Yes. It's only found in the finished work. It's only found in what he's done, Father, because that is how you provided everything to us, is through the of calvary hallelujah yes. hallelujah yes. father yes. my god we thank you for this message yes, we thank Lord you for everything god. that you've given us in this message father yes, and i'm praying that you continue to grow us that you continue to edify us in this message yes, that we continue Lord. to eat of your flesh and drink of your blood and live yes, that way god. that we can keep walking down the narrow way that leads yes. to eternal life father yes, to where we can experience life and life more abundantly yes, and see Lord. the gospel in all righteousness yes. and i'm asking that you would show us that once again this morning father Father, that how the cross is the only message, how you're the only door, Father, by which we are to enter through, Father. I'm asking you that you anoint our eyes with eyes to see my Lord Calvary once again this morning. You would give us ears to hear, to hear what the Spirit is saying, because again, he's only speaking through one way. He's only speaking through one message, Father, by which we can hear, and it has to be by the hearing of faith, Father. Hallelujah. Let us hear by faith once again here this morning, and give us hearts that are ready and willing to to receive, yes. hearts that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for like you said, for they shall be filled, Father, hallelujah. for that's the only way we can grow, for that's the only way we can truly be satisfied, is by resting at your feet like Mary did, Father, hearing the teaching of the gospel, hallelujah, yes. Father, help us to decrease as you should ever increase, and help us once again to minister your word, Father, Holy Spirit, come break that bread of life, and show us the cross once again this morning. We love you. We praise you. And it's in amen. Jesus' name we pray, Father. And everyone said, amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> once again, John chapter 10, verses 7 through 11. And the title of this message is, The Only Way to Righteousness. And Jesus went on to say, Then Jesus said, again, said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Notice that. I want to read verse 7 one more time. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Then verse 12, but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. You know, the whole gospel of John is portraying Jesus as the son of God. That John, you know, this gospel paints out who Christ really is and what he came to do, and really in the New Testament, and greater than I think of any other book. Because again, John was close to Jesus, Mm -hmm. and he understood what Jesus was doing. He always believed, you know, John didn't compromise, he never quit. He never gave up on this message. He was always by Jesus' side. He was always believing that, you know, what Jesus was going to do at Calvary was going to be enough. He was determined. He was sold out. And as we see, as he records in this chapter, because really all of chapter 10, the majority of it is talking about Jesus being the shepherd. And when you look at it, the shepherd was is a person who guides his flock, who tends to the sheep, who sees to their every need, who shows them food, who shows them water. Because sheep, they're dumb. They—, they If they don't have somebody to guide them, they're going to wander aimlessly. They're going to wander astray. So if they don't have a good shepherd, they're not going to be walking the right way. And that's what we're seeing in this chapter, that Jesus is showing that he is the only way, that he is the door by which anyone must come through. there's not one, there's not many other ways. There's only one way, and only one door by which you can come through, and that is through what Jesus did at Calvary. That's the only way to righteousness. And the only way to enter it is by hearing of faith and believing from the heart unto righteousness. John chapter 10, verses 17 and verse 10. Go read that chapter. That chapter is fantastic. Hallelujah. Because again, it's so vital that we're in a ministry or that we understand that the only way to enter in Unto the Father, to come before the Father is through the cross of Christ. Right. It's not by any it's not by any other message, but what but Jesus Christ and Him crucified because there are so many people out there preaching another doctrine, preaching another form of doctrine. It may sound like Jesus, it may sound good, but the thing is, when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it, it's not the cross, it's not the true gospel, it's a watered-down version of the Bible. That's what we see in Galatians. My Lord, hallelujah, a church that was founded. On the cross that was founded on this message, who had a fire for God, who had a fire to preach this message to the surrounding areas. But when the Judaizers came with their fancy speech and all philosophy and all wisdom of men, what did the Galatians do? They jumped at the moment that they heard it and they started mixing in law and grace. And what did it cause them to do? It caused them to start falling away from grace because we find that in Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 and 4. I mean, let's, let's turn to that. Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 and 4. I, I want you to see this this morning. What happens when you don't believe the cross? When you're not in a ministry, when you're not hearing the cross preached and going another direction? Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, Paul would say, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not again entangled with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, that he's a debtor, notice this, that he's a debtor to the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. Again, showing if you are not believing this message, you're believing in another doctrine, you're believing in another Jesus. It may sound good. It may look good. But when you get down to the nitty and gritty of it, honey, it's not the cross. It's not the true gospel. And what's it going to cause you to do? It's going to cause you to put your faith in your own flesh. You're going to trust in yourself because you read Romans chapter 7. That's Paul's whole account of him trying to live by the law. And he said, the command that I thought that brought life, in fact, brought death. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of sin and death? Because even in verses 18 and through 20, he's saying, The will for me, the good the will for me to do good is there, but how to do it I don't know how to do. I don't know how to do it. Then you get the Romans chapter 8 where he says there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of spirit and life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And what the law could not do in the flesh, Christ did in his flesh. He condemned sin in the flesh. He satisfied the law. He kept the law. And Paul said, I got it. understood it. It's all about the cross. It's all about his death. I'm not talking About the wooden beam, I'm talking about what he did there. It's his death that's made everything possible, and it's his death that makes it possible for us to believe by faith for us to hear by faith that's what we gotta believe in church which we gotta look to Calvary because that is how he's our shepherd oh my lord hallelujah that's how he guides us the spirit of truth John 16 13 how he guides into all truth the Holy Spirit's only gonna point to one message and it's the message of the cross it's not to you it's not the prosperity gospel it's not this new faith it's not this for grace there's so many things that they're coming up in the church today i can't even name it but it's not those things it's not in who it's not in anyone but it's only in christ the holy spirit Because jesus even said he did not come to talk about himself he came to testify of me and whatever he hears from me he's going to speak to you and christ is only going to speak to us through one way and that is the cross. That's that's how narrow yes. it really is. He's only going to show you one message. It's so simple, yes, that a five-year-old can understand. But it's so deep. It's so vast. It's so wide. It's going to take a whole eternity to learn about what he truly done there for us. Because even the perfect age, we're still going to be learning about the cross. We're still going to be learning about what he done there. Because The cross is so significant that we can't even even fathom all of it on this side of glory. It's going to take us to be in our glorified bodies to to, to truly comprehend what he's done there for us. It's not in any other message. I need you to to understand that. Because when you look at verse 7, Jesus in that, that phrase where he says, I am the door of the sheep. He's making it plain and clear. Making it so plain and clear, I am the only way. Because look, in that time when Jesus was around, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes were religious leaders. And they were telling every Jew to live by the law. They knew who Jesus was. They knew the law better than anybody. So they knew when Jesus came, they knew he was the Messiah. It was up to them to point them to Jesus. To say, this is the one. When John John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Pharisees were there when it happened. They should have right then and there hopped on with Christ. And believed and set with a heart into righteousness and told Israel, This is the Messiah. This is the one that... That the thought that God was telling us about through the Psalms, through the law, through the prophets, this is he. This is the one who is, who is speaking of. Jesus even said, the law, the Psalms, the prophets, it speaks of me. The Pharisees and the Sadducees should have understood it. They should have seen it. They did, but out of pride because they didn't want to lose their control. Notice that's what religion always does. It doesn't want to lose control of your life. It doesn't want to lose control over you. It always wants to control over your facet of your life. And if you go the way of Calvary, you're going to die to your flesh because, again, flesh and religion is tied hand in hand. They're not separate. It's the same thing because flesh wants to control your life, and it's going to try and do it through religion. Religion is the most dangerous bondage out there in the world today because when you get religious, you get prideful, and you think you don't need to believe in any other message. Look at the Pharisees, look at the Sadducees, look at the scribes. What did it cause them to do? It caused them to crucify their own Messiah. It caused them to crucify Jesus. Yes, Jesus was going to die. He was going to die on the cross either way, but it wasn't meant to be by his own people's hands. Because again, Israel was to be the one who exalted Christ and said to the world, told the Gentile world, this is the Savior. This right. is the Messiah. Right. But they did not believe. They were blinded, they were full of darkness, Matthew 6, 23. Their eyes were on, they were it was not on the light, it was not on Christ. It was full of darkness, and their whole body, their whole body was darkness, and they were walking in the bondage of the law and the bondage of flesh. Because they did not believe with a heart unto righteousness. Right. Because That's it. again, Jesus made it plain and clear. I am the door. Mm-hmm. I am the door. You know, we find that, you know. We find that in three verses where it's even painted it even more clearly. John chapter four, verses 21 through 24. This is the woman at the well. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye, when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know that we worship for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour cometh and now is when the true, the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him, God is the spirit, and they, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Again, the only way you're going to truly worship him is by going the way of Calvary. That is our reasonable service. Yes. Romans 12 verses one, verses 1 through 3 is by laying our life down the altar of sacrifice, crucifying our flesh, giving our all to him like Mary did, like the disciples did, giving everything that we are to him. That is our yes, reasonable worship. That is our true, that is true worship. Then you would even see in John 14, 6. Everyone knows this verse. I'm, Jesus saith unto him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Again, showing that he is the only way. That it is a narrow way. And If you want relationship with the Father, you got to go through Christ and what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 8. Paul, Ephesians 2.18, Paul says, For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Again, there's only one way to access the Father. It's through the cross, Brian. It's through Calvary. That's the only way you're going to access the Father. It's the only way you're ever going to lay hold of your inheritance because I know a lot of people are out there preaching that, you know what, if you give... $1,000 $1,000 to a ministry, God's going to bless you for it. That's, that's prosperity nonsense. Yes, God wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you. But the only way he's going to do it is through the way of Calvary. Because, again, it's one way. It's one access unto to the Father. There's only one way to truly lay hold of him, and that is through Calvary. And we do that, and how do we, again, how do we enter in? How do we come before the Father? It's by us hearing by faith. Romans ten seventeen. for faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Which causes us to stir in our hearts to believe unto a heart unto righteousness, which causes us to mix our faith in with Christ's faith. Galatians two twenty, where our faith is identified with the faith of the Son of God, to where we are walking this, to where we're walking in His faith, in what He did at Calvary, which allows us to enter in through His flesh. Hebrews ten twenty. You don't have to turn there, but Hebrews ten twenty shows this. Again, showing that there's only one way, only one way by which we are to enter in. And the writer of Hebrews would say, By a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. So when our faith is identified with Christ, when it's truly in the cross and it's mixed in with the gospel, we enter in through Christ and through what he'd done because he is now that veil by which we enter in through right it's not that veil that was hanging in the temple not the veil that was hanging in the tabernacle right because that veil was torn when he when he said it is finished and he died right signifying that now he is the new that he is the high priest of the new covenant that he's the mediator that he's the one who's keeping this covenant between us and god and that we are to enter in through him by our faith in what he's done for us at Calvary. Because again, when our faith is in the cross, because we're hearing by faith, believing unto a heart, unto righteousness, our faith is now being mixed in with the gospel. Go listen to that first session of Brother Curtis's teaching on faith. He talks about that, that our faith is to be mixed in with Christ. It is to be mixed in with the gospel. And again, the only way it's going to happen is if you're hearing by faith. Right. And believing unto a heart, unto righteousness. Hallelujah. Because again, that's how we enter in. That's how we come before him. Yes, it is. It's all by simple faith. I am. You can't work for it. You can't earn it. It's right. not you sitting in the floor on your knees just moaning and wailing during a during a worship song. That's right. nothing but emotion. I'm not knocking that. Yes, you know, every time you're in the presence of God, we all worship differently, you know, whether by tears, whether by crying or whatever it is, but a movie of your own flesh isn't gonna cause it to enter in. It's not going right. to cause you being God's presence because he's already dwelling on the inside of you. Right. His presence is already on the inside of you. That's right. It's That's his right. spirit. You can walk in his presence daily if you do what we just said. You hear by faith, then you mix, then you believe unto a heart unto righteousness, then you mix which causes you to mix your faith in with Christ's faith, to mix it in with the gospel. Then you can truly walk in the presence of God. You can truly experience his presence. Because his presence, I want to make it clear, is not always his approval. But his presence is always there to comfort us in time of need, in time of trouble. But yes. again, Amen. you want to experience his presence. You want to experience the moving and operation of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost, Pentecostals. Your faith has got to be in Calvary. Yes. It's not in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not knocking the baptism. We need it. All yes. of us need the baptism. Yes. There was a pre recorded message by Brother Larson this morning over SBN and what he said was so true that the baptism into Christ and the baptism of the Holy Spirit go hand in hand because you really truly cannot experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you're not experiencing the liberty wherewith you have in Christ. Right. Because that the tongues ain't, isn't what's going to free you. Right. It's not. Right. Yes, it's a blessing, but it's not going to free you. Mm-hmm. Only what Christ did at Calvary was. Because again, it's the only way to everything. It's the only way to righteousness. It's the only way to be established in righteousness. It's the only way to be found righteous before God's eyes. Mm-hmm. is by going through Christ and through what he did there for us. Because again, it's not by anything you can do. That's right. It's not by what anybody says. It's only through Christ. Because again, in the Gospels, when you see Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist, what happened? You see... The Spirit coming down in the form of a dove that landed on Christ's shoulder. And then you heard the Father say, This is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. Showing He is the only one that God will honor. Mm -hmm. He's not going to honor any work of our own flesh. It's what we've been studying on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Through the Galatians, He's not going to honor anything in our own flesh. You know, Hagar and Ishmael. God couldn't honor it because it was of of Abraham and Sarah's own will. It was a work of the flesh. And what did God tell Abraham through Sarah when Isaac came? the bond woman and her son's got to go because if they don't go, they're going to kill Isaac. It's going to kill the promise. Mm-hmm. That's what the flesh is always going to do. It's going to try and kill the spirit. It's going to try and bring you another way. Right. That's and that's right. why God told Abraham, they got to go. Mm-hmm. They got to go. Yeah. They have that's to right. leave. So that way the promise can thrive. So that way the promise can live. And so if you want to experience all that Christ has for you, if you want that liberty, you want that victory, you got to enter in through the door. hmm and what's it. holding that door? To, what's holding that door together? It's the cross. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, again, Jesus right. is the door, but the cross is the hinge that holds that yeah. holds it up. Yeah. And we enter in again by faith. We enter again by faith, and Jesus, like I said in verse seven, is making it clear that He is the door, because all those, all the Pharisees and all the Sadducees were pro- proclaiming another message, but what they were proclaiming wasn't right. I because even look, because look, whenever they were preaching another gospel, they weren't experiencing what Christ truly offered, which right. was salvation, right. deliverance from sin, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all those things. And what did, they, what did they do? They forfeited it. They mm-hmm. sold it all. Look at Genesis chapter 25 verses 29 through 20, 29 verses 30 through 34. What did Esau do? When, when Jacob was cooking porridge, he had food, he had soup. And Esau was so famous that he said he was even at the point of death. And Esau looked at his brother Jacob and said, he demanded Jacob to give him his food, to give him his soup. And Jacob said, sell me your birthright, and I will. What did Esau do? He sold his birthright for a pot of, for some soup and for some lentils, meaning mm-hmm. bread. Because he didn't realize what that birthright signified. Mm-hmm. Jacob did. Now, what Jacob did wasn't right either. But again, we see... Esau is the state of the world. It's the state of the church. Yeah. Yeah. We're willing to sell the cross mm-hmm. for some other message. Willing to forfeit everything we, that we have in this gospel. So that way we can just satisfy our own flesh. Because look, when Esau ate, a, ate that soup and that, and that bread, it was only temporary. It only lasted for a season. And that's what happens whenever you're in false doctrine it's going to last for a season. Why do you think they have to come up with all these fads and all these new messages? Because it only lasts for a season. But when you truly believe the cross, you're going to be satisfied. Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to leave it. Because again, you're going to find pasture through Christ. You're going to find everything that you need and you're not going to want to leave because you can't exhaust this message. You can't exhaust Calvary. That's right. I don't care how many times you preach it, you're never going to exhaust it. Every time you read his word and every time you hear it preached, you're going to learn something new if you're really believing with a heart unto righteousness. Mm-hmm. You're going to see something new about the cross. Because again, it's so simple, a child can understand. But yet it's so deep, it's so vast, it's so wide, it's going to take an eternity to learn. That's why if you truly believe this message, you're not going to be content where you're at. hmm you're not going to just say I know it all because look, there's never a graduating class in this message, honey. You're going to be growing in it. You're going to be learning about it even all through all throughout eternity. Mm-hmm. If you truly believe this message, you're going to want to you're going to want to learn more about it. You can't get enough on it because again, it's honey unto your soul. Yes. Oh, hallelujah! Amen. It's honey to your lips and it's honey to your soul because it's sweet. It's not bitter. What did that tree do when it whenever Israel cast it in the wilderness and the In the waters of Mara, it turned that bitter water sweet Mm -hmm. to where they could drink it. That's what the cross does in our lives. It makes everything sweet to where we can truly learn, truly hear by faith. Because again, we're not believing any other message, but we're believing one message. Mm -hmm. Christ and I'm crucified. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we get the verse eight where it says, All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. You know... That first phrase, all who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, again, is Jesus calling out the false teachers, the false preachers in his time. But even today, he's calling out the ones who aren't preaching the message. Because again, like we preached last Sunday in Romans 10, where Paul quoted Isaiah said, Lord, who's believed our report? Because you see in the Old Testament, the prophets were they were preachers of righteousness. They were preaching righteousness. They were pointing to Christ and what he was going to do at Calvary. Right. But many did not hear. Many did not believe. And that's why Isaiah said, Lord, who has truly believed our report? Who is truly hearing the message of righteousness? Who is truly hearing the message of the cross and truly receiving it? Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus is saying. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers. All who And it's even the same today whoever's not preaching the way of the Calvary, the narrow way, they're thieves and they're robbers. They're seeking people just to follow them, to steal them away from the righteous way, whether out of ignorance or intentional. Because when you're not preaching the cross, you're preaching law and you're in it for yourself, whether you know it or not. Because again, the only way that you're going to truly be humble, the only way you're going to be truly walking in grace and humility is by believing on the Calvary, being that form of a servant even to death on the cross. But if you're not preaching it, you're, it's, it's all, of, the bottom line is it's all about you and how you can get people to follow you. So that way you can have a following mm-hmm. because that's what happens when you don't preach this message. Yes. You're wanting to draw people to you so that way they can hear your message. Yeah. Why do you think you have all these denominations? That's it, that's because we right. can't agree by the same faith. Mm-hmm. We can't all be in agreement and can't be in unity in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because, again, Jesus tore down the barrier between Jews and Gentiles so that we can all be one, united by the same faith. But right. in the church world, we can't agree by the same message. We can't agree on anything. And so we want all these people to be in our different mm-hmm. denominations saying, oh, the Methodists are wrong. No, the Baptists are wrong. The Pentecostals are wrong. All these people are wrong. Because we're not believing the same message. Right. Because right. we want to follow. We want people the be in our building. the be in our services. So that way we can have numbers. So that way we can have the money. So that way we can have the fame and all of it. Mm-hmm. Which that's the broad way. Because again, few, few and far find the narrow way. That's right. But many will go down the broad way that leads to death. That's why Jesus said the, the way is narrow. And the only way that you're going to walk down that narrow way is by narrowing through him. And through what he did at Calvary. Because again, he is that shepherd. Because even if you read in this chapter later on, I mean, let's look at verse 27. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Again, we know his voice. And Jesus even says later on in the chapter that he's got to go. He's got to go to another flock. He's got to reach them because when they hear his voice, they're going to follow him. Because they're hearing by faith. Mm -hmm. They're believing with the heart unto righteousness because they're looking for this message. There's people around you looking for this message. Yes, And if you're preaching some nonsensical way, another message, you're not helping them in any way or any fashion. You may think you are. You may be thinking by you standing on the side of the road handing water bottles out is a good thing. Or you telling them that they just got to try hard. is doing good. But it's really not. You're just doing them harm. Because if you're not preaching the cross, they're not hearing by faith. They're not hearing his voice. They're not going to be able to follow the shepherd. Right because you're leading them down another way. You're causing them to follow you because you're preaching law. You may not be doing it intentionally, but I need you to understand. If you're not believing with the heart unto righteousness, if you're not determined to know this message, you're going down another way. You're going down the broad way, and all whoever follow you, their blood is on your hands because you're leading them down a false way. That's why every time you preach this word, every time you preach the word of God, it needs to be in the context of Calvary, because if you're not preaching the cross, pastor, you might as well Just sit down. I'm sorry. You may have salvation right all day long. But if you don't have the sanctification right. As regards to everyday life and living. You might as well sit down. Because you're not teaching them how to live by faith. You're teaching them how to live by law. You're that thief. You're that robber. You may not be doing it intentionally. But I need you to understand. You've got to preach God's word and all his righteousness. Because his word has been written one way. Because all my words are written in righteousness. He's been speaking to us from the beginning of time through his son he's been he's speaking always through his son if you're not preaching the cross you're not preaching the son you're not preaching jesus you need to sit down and ask the lord to show you the cross hallelujah hallelujah because we all been there honey we all been there we all been there but that's where you got to get on your knees and that's when you really need to ask the father to show you calvary yeah so that way you're not mishandling his word because I'm telling you, if you're a preacher, you have a serious job on your hands. Mm-hmm. You need to guide your flock in, to the Father. In all righteousness, being that shepherd of your flock. And you can only do that if you're preaching the cross. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not, you're compromising, whether you know it or not. And if you're doing it intentionally, you need to repent. Amen. Because again, you're that thief, you're that robber. That's taking them down the, the broad way. That leads to what? That leads to death. Matthew 7, 13. You can go read it. Write it down and read it. It leads to death. Because you're causing your flock, you're causing your people, even yourself, to trust in your own flesh. Amen. Which Paul even says in Romans 7. There's nothing good in my own flesh. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of sin and death? Because again, the law gives you no power and when I talk about the law, I'm not just talking about the Ten Commandments. I'm talking about anything that your faith, anything that your faith is placed in that's not in Christ and in crucified. I mean, that's a law. That's right. And if that's where your faith is, you're trusting in of your own self. You're trusting in your own flesh. And you're pointing other people down the same way. Mm-hmm. And you're going to cause them to trust in their own flesh. To sow into the flesh. Galatians 6, 8, which, pre- which reaps nothing what but corruption. And what does that cause? It causes nothing but rotten fruit to be produced. And what does Jesus say? The, the branch can't bear fruit in of itself. It can't. You've got to abide in me because apart from me, you can do nothing. And if, you're, if the tree is <laughs> producing bad, bad fruit, what's going to happen? It's going to be cut off. It's going to be burned. Yeah, because here. you're leaving the Father with no other choice. Because, mm-hmm. again, the only way you're going to grow is by, pre, is by believing this message, by believing Calvary. Walking in this narrow way. Because, yeah, again, here. that's what's going to produce the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22-24. James three seventeen eighteen and eighteen shows that's the only way that the fruits of righteousness are going to be produced is by you believing this message. Because again, Lord, who has believed our report? Amen. And then you even seen that verse where it says, But the sheep did not hear them. It's Jesus talking about those who have truly heard by faith. They're not going to be easily deceived. Because again, Proverbs 12 17 shows those who speak forth truth show forth righteousness. Mm-hmm. but those who don't preach righteousness bear false witness of deceit. Mm-hmm. And if you believe this message, you're believing unto righteousness. Yes. And you can see the deceit in the message. Yes. You can see the error in the false way and not, be led, and not be led down the wrong path. But you can be walking down that narrow way because you're believing the true message. Because again, how is your discernment exercised? It's exercised by you hearing the cross preached, by you growing in this message and testing the spirits according to his word. Mm-hmm. Because again, we're going to keep on saying that every move of God cannot be justified by signs and wonders, can not be justified by miracles. It's got to be right. justified by the preaching and the teaching yes, of, of the cross. Right. Good, right. Because good. again, every move of God, every true move of God is rooted in Calvary. Yes, It calls him to right; it calls to repentance, for the church to repent, for the sinners to be saved. And it shows them this is how you live. Mm-hmm. This is how you live by faith. And it causes them to be grounded and determined to know nothing more but the message of Christ and the crucified. Amen. Because again, they're hearing the cross preached. And they're not being led astray by this false message. They're not being tossed to and fro by every wind of false doctrine. That's right. Their anchor is held in Christ. Their faith is placed in Christ. Yes, the storm may get the storm may be get violent, the winds may be boisterous, but they're not going to be moved by the storms of this life. They're going to be rooted in the faith because they're like that wise man that Jesus talks about that's building their house on the rock. So when the winds come and the rain, may, when the winds blow and the rains fall, their house ain't going to be washed away. It's going to be right. standing strong because they're building their faith upon the rock. Yes, that's right. So you're not going to be led astray by any other ship or by any other preacher. Mm-hmm. So whenever you hear the true message preached, you're going to hear it because because your faith is going to be stirred because you're hearing by faith. Because again, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. That's right. It's going to draw you to Calvary because how do you think Jesus draws all men to him? Mm -hmm. He draws them to Calvary. Yes, he does. Because again, the cross is the only place of hearing. It's the only place where you're going to be drawn to because that's where you die to your flesh, but to where his life can be manifested in our lives. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter 4, verses 10-14. Because His death brings about our life. That's the glory of this message. That's the, glorious, that's the glory yes. of the new covenant. Mm-hmm. Is that when we die to our flesh, His life is manifested in our lives. Mm-hmm. Because we're laying everything aside and we're truly embracing the cross. Because when you read that, that's what verse 9 is talking about. I'm the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. You're going to find everything that you need in this message. You're not going to want to leave it because that's where, that's where everything is. Right. Because again, he guides us down paths of righteousness. Psalms 23.3 He will always guide us down the pathways of righteousness and lead us down that one way. That's what the shepherd does. He keeps his sheep, he keeps his flock in the, in the same pasture where he's at. He doesn't let them wander off. If they wander off, he brings them back. And He's always going to t- be taking them down that right path, making sure they stay in the right way. Because everything that they need is where the shepherd is. Yes. So wherever Christ is and he abides in Calvary, that's where he's at. That's where you find him. That's where everything we need is at. Yes, amen. That's our only answer. Mm-hmm. That's our pasture. Mm-hmm. That's where, because again, it's a never-ending pasture. It's a never-ending field. It goes on and on over the horizon. Because again, you can't exhaust this message. You can't exhaust it. You can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Amen. I've been saved for 13 years. I still can't get enough of this message mm. because it's changed my life. And I know for yeah. the people in here, mm-hmm. they believe this message. You can see the change in their hearts. You can see the change in their lives. Because I'm telling you, this message works. It works. And if you just give them a chance and just let them show you the power of the cross, it's going to change your life you're struggling with alcohol, if you're struggling with nicotine, if you're struggling with pornography or whatever your struggle is, it could be something as simple as jealousy. as something as simple as unforgiveness. If you just give Him a chance and just lay it at the cross, He's going to change your life and you're going to find that pasture because you're letting the Holy Spirit do His righteous work. You're doing what He was sent to do and that was to show you the truth, to show you the pasture and show you the narrow way. Just give Him a chance and lay your life down at Calvary. Stop Stop being selfish stop being prideful and just die to your flesh and just give him a chance i'm telling you hallelujah because it's going to change your life and if you're out there watching and you're saying dylan but i keep i keep asking god to show me the cross i keep asking him to show me this message it's not working you honey you just keep believing you just keep holding on Because I'm telling you, the day is going to come when the light bulb is going to go off. It's going to click. It's going to turn on. Everything's going to make sense. Don't believe that false report. Don't believe the thieves and the robbers. Don't let them steal you away from the pasture. Don't let them steal you away from Christ. You keep holding on. You keep believing because I'm telling you, it's going to click one day. Just keep believing. Just keep asking Him to teach you, to show you. Hallelujah. Because if you've been delivered, He's already shown you just the power, the power of Calvary. Oh hallelujah and you have faith in that you just keep believing that he's going to show you how it ties in with everything hallelujah oh hallelujah because that's how he gravitates you towards it it's by freeing you it's by showing you how the cross applies in one aspect of your life to show you how it applies to everything oh hallelujah hallelujah you keep believing the same message you keep believing the report of the Lord you keep being determined and you stay in that pasture. You stay in that field. You stay in Calvary. You don't let anybody pull you away from it. Because it's your life. It's the well of salvation that you're to draw from and with all joy. Isaiah twelve three. 3. Because I'm telling you, that's where your joy is found. That's where your satisfaction is found. It's found in Christ, in Him crucified. My God, hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Because when you taste and see that the Lord is good, you're not going to want to leave. That's you're not, not. going to want to forsake the cross. That's not. Psalms, 33, Psalms 34, you don't have to turn there, but I want you to see this. Psalms 34. Just give me a minute here. Anywho, Psalms 34, it just shows that. That taste and see that the Lord is, yep, yes. Psalms 34, eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do not lack and, and suffer hunger, but they, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Because again, everything you need is in this message. You're not going to like anything in the cross because he's Jehovah Jireh. He's provided everything for you in this message. Yes, I know. And if you will just do, do it even, that last verse we read in Psalms 34, come unto him. Come unto him and let him teach you the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because again, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all understanding, the beginning of all wisdom. To where you're not going to acknowledge your own, to where you're not going to acknowledge your ways, but in all, you're going to acknowledge in all your ways Him. Yes. You're not going to lean on your own understanding, but you're going to lean on Him. I know. You're going to lean on Calvary. Oh, hallelujah. I know. Because hallelujah. again, you've tasted and you've seen yes. that the Lord is good. Yes. You're hallelujah. not going to want anything, you're not going to want to leave this pasture. Mm-hmm. Because look, verse 10 even shows it. The thief comes, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's, what the, that's the devil's mission. That's what he's come here to do. He's come to steal your faith away. What? Because look, I know every false messenger out there are going to tell you something good and that they truly care about you and that they truly love you. Mm-hmm. Again, they may be preaching false doctrine out of ignorance and that's why we've got to preach across. That's why we've got to be the watchman on the wall and warn them and show them the right way. Mm-hmm. But religion doesn't care about you. Again, all it cares about itself, it's about itself, about a following. Saying, look at me, look how many people I have in my congregation. Look how many people I have following my teaching. And so when somebody's truly in need, because I heard of a couple, and I'm not going to name the church, but I heard of a couple, they're sick. What did the pastor do to the church? They didn't, they didn't reach out to Nobody in that church reached out to them because they're self-righteous. All they care about is themselves. And so two of their members are truly in need. They won't even bring them food. They won't even bring them groceries because they can't even leave their own house because they're that sick. They're not taking care of their people. They're not taking care of their flock. Mm-hmm. When a true shepherd takes care of his flock, he takes care of his sheep. Yes, that's right. And I'm telling you, Jesus is going to take care of you. Religion doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because your care, everything, again, like I said, you need is in the cross. Mm-hmm. You're going to find everything that you need. And if you're in a true church that's preaching the cross, they're going to show you the love of Christ. Yeah, because it, they're not about themselves. They're not about their own agenda. Mm-hmm. They're about the cross. They're about the, they're about the kingdom business. And that's preaching this message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because again, the devil wants to rob you of your faith. He wants to take you away from the flock. So that way he can bring you down to where he's at. And that is hell. Mm-hmm. Because again, he doesn't care about you. That's right. He doesn't care about your faith. Right. He doesn't care about your well-being. Mm-hmm. All he cares about is stealing you away from the Father. Yeah. To where you will suffer eternal torment in hell. Mm-hmm. Because that is the end result to everyone who doesn't believe this message. Yeah. Right. Because there's going to come a point in time when people are going to say, Lord, Lord, I did all these things in your name. I casted out devils. I healed the sick. I healed the blind. I preached in your name. And Jesus is going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I know you not. Because their faith wasn't right. It wasn't in the sacrifice. Right. Right. He's going to tell them, depart from me. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. And that's what, that's what we are if we don't believe this message. That's right. We're a worker of iniquity. We're a transgressor. Mm-hmm. Because we have been deceived. We haven't believed the report of the Lord. Again, the seven churches of Asia, you go to Sardis. What does Jesus say in chapter 3? Strengthen what remains. Because you are dead. Right. There is little faith in the church of Sardis. There was little faith. There was still a small remnant who was believing this message. But other than that, they were a dead church. And Jesus told him, if you don't strengthen what remains, I'm going to come like a thief in the night and steal away the light. You're not going to know what happened. Mm-hmm. That's why he told him, strengthen your faith. Come back to Calvary. Come back to Calvary and find life and life more abundantly. Yes, Because that's what Jesus said. I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He came to save you from death. He came to, sac- he came to pay the debt of sin and to free you from the sin in nature. So that way you can have life and life more abundantly. But the wow. only way you're going to experience that in a more abundant life, church, is by abiding in the cross, is by abiding in the sacrifice, yes. is by going the yes. one true way that leads to all life. Oh, hallelujah, because if you're not walking the narrow way, you're walking the bo- walking the law of sin and death. That leads to all bondage. That causes you to fall away from grace like we see in Galatians chapter 5. It causes you to be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. To forfeit your liberty in Christ. Because you're walking in the law. You're not walking in the narrow way that leads to life. You're walking down the broad way, Matthew seven thirteen, that leads to all death. But when you truly understand this message, and you're truly believing this message, He's holding your hand. He's guiding you down the path of righteousness to where you can experience everything that he's given you. Because again, you're not going to experience it by any other way, but by faith in the sacrifice, faith in the cross. Because again, yes, Jesus is the door, but faith is the key that unlocks it. Mm -hmm. And it has to be proper faith. Because you can have faith in anything. For all you came in, you had faith in that chair that was going to hold you up or in the couch that was going to hold you up. Mm Mm-hmm. Anybody can have faith, Mm -hmm. but it's got to be proper faith. Our faith has to be mixed in with the gospel. Mm -hmm. Because if it's not being mixed in with the gospel, it's being mixed in with something other than Christ. It's being mixed in with the world, and it's killing our faith. It's like acid Mm -hmm. to our faith. It's eating it alive. But when you mix it in with the gospel, when you mix it in with Christ, identifying with Christ, Galatians 2.20, you're going to experience His righteousness. You're going to experience that life and life more abundantly. Because again, you're walking down that narrow way. Mm -hmm. Because again, out of Christ and the cross as all things flow down to us, Titus 3, 6, everything flows to us through what Christ has done for us at Calvary. Righteousness, the fruit of the Spirit, healing, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all the benefits. Mm -hmm. It flows through what Christ has done for us at Calvary. Because he's the originator of it all. But the cross of that pipeline. It's the means by which we receive it. And your faith has to be in the sacrifice. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because like we see in verse 11, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Again, that is why he died. Was to give us all things. Romans 8.32, it shows that God did not spare his own son so that he can freely give, us, give to us all things in Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 talks about how the Holy Spirit will show us everything in Christ, our inheritance, everything that we have in Christ yes, when our faith is anchored in the sacrifice, mm-hmm. when it's in the cross. Because that's how narrow it is. That's how narrow this message is. It's the only way of righteousness. Mm-hmm. That's the I call am. to the church. Is God is calling us back to righteousness, calling us back to the cross. Because if we're not under the cross, then we're falling to hireling. So when they see the wolves come, they leave. They leave the flock. They leave the sheep. Right. And the sheep scatter mm-hmm. because they're not following the shepherd. And the wolf consumes the flock. He consumes whoever he wants because they're not abiding in the cross. Mm-hmm. Because we have all wonders and we have strength. That's what Jesus was saying about Israel. Where are the shepherds? Where are the shepherds? I mean. And that's my question you Where's the shepherds? Mm-hmm. Where are the ones who truly believe this message? I mean. There's a small remnant, but I'm believing for the remnant to grow. I I'm believing for this remnant to yes, grow. I because I'm telling you, God's got great things in store for these last days. Mm-hmm. But the only way he's going to move is not through worship. It's not through anything we can do. It's not by us knocking on doors It's not by us going out in the streets and preaching because if we're not preaching the cross, we're preaching foolishness. It's only going to be done by the cross being preached Uh and by us showing that Jesus is the one true shepherd and telling them that he is the door, that he is the only way that leads to life and life more abundantly. Uh That is my question. Where is your faith? Uh Is it in yourself? Is it in the law? Or is it in Christ and what he did for you at Calvary? If that's where you're at, if you're in here, if, that's, if you're at that place for everyone, for anyone in here, anyone out there watching, you can change it. Yes. He'll just simply come back to the cross. Mm-hmm. Come back to the only place of hearing by faith. And truly dying to your flesh, truly dying to yourself. Yes. And giving him your all because, again, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow after me. hmm that's what Amen. Jesus requires. It's what he demands. Amen. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. That's right. And if you'll just simply do that, you'll be walking down that narrow way. Mm-hmm. You'll be following the true shepherd Amen. and not being led aimlessly astray. Yes. Heavenly Father, I just come before you today this morning. Father, Father, we just thank you for the word that was preached this morning. Father, that how you are the only door, Father, that how, you are, that how the cross is the only message that we are to believe. And Father, I'm out there praying right now for that person out there watching or that person in here, Father, who finds himself in that place where they know their faith isn't in Christ and what he did for them at Calvary. Father, I'm praying right now that you just convict their hearts yes, and that you would just Lord. show them that it's not too late to turn yes, the page. Lord. It's not too late to turn around and be like the prodigal son and come back to the father's house. Father, I'm asking you that you would just convict them, that you would just encourage them. It's okay for them to repent. It's okay for them to come back to you, Father, because that's what you're waiting on. That's what you're waiting for them to do, is for them to throw everything down at your feet and just to come back home, Father. And I'm asking that you would just show them Calvary, Father. That you bring them back to the flock, that you bring them back to the pasture, Father, and that you bring them back, Father, so that way they can believe unto righteousness. And I'm praying, Father, that we all stay in the flock, that we all stay in the cross yeah. that we will not be led astray so that when the thief and the robbers do come and the hireling comes father we will not hear their voice because we are hearing our shep- we are hearing our shepherd's voice we're hearing the voice of christ because again you speak through christ and what he's done th- for us at calvary father yeah. let us keep believing by faith and keep hearing by faith believing unto a heart unto righteousness father May we yes, never leave this Lord. message. May we never get tired of this message. But truly, yes, truly abide at Calvary, Father. Yes, Sit at God. your feet like Mary. And yes, hear, Father. And God. hear your teaching and strengthen what remains, Father. Yes, Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bring us back. Grow the remnant, Father. Yes. And help us to reach our areas, our families, and our homes. For the sake of the cross. Yes, Lord. Father, we love you. We praise you, Father. Bring us back here Wednesday as we continue through our weekly Bible study in Galatians. It's in Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. And amen. All right, guys, well, God bless. We'll see you Wednesday.